0: There are specific wavelengths uh, that have been documented to have the most profound effect on enhancing cellular function. And so what specific wavelengths within that therapeutic window do is they actually
1: break that bond between cytochrome C oxidase and nitric oxide, um, almost releasing it to help induce normal cellular function. At the core, that's that's why you get such a broad variety of benefits. Is right. because at a cellular level, you're inducing normal function. You're you're inducing the the normal production of of ATP, which is kind of the you know the energy currency uh, of our cells. The, the concept of, of saunas versus uh, versus uh, photobiomodulation, just two distinct therapies. Yeah. The mechanism of action is just distinctly different. And I think it's important. You, you really you, you don't you can't have a device that does
2: both. You are listening to the Optimal Performance Podcast. The OPP is brought to you by Natural Stacks. Natural Stacks makes 100% natural and open source supplements designed to help you live optimal. For more information on how to build optimal mental and physical performance into your life, keep it right here, listening to the OPP or go to naturalstacks.com. Ryan Muncy is probably the smartest guy I know. Trust me, Muncy is the nutrition guy. Ryan Muncie's out there trying to make the world better for all of us. The Optimal Performance Podcast
0: is bold, edgy, creative, entertaining, and epic.
2: Ryan Muncy is my go-to guy. Ryan Muncy is the first guy I call. He's making people's lives better. Ryan Muncy an innovator. All right, guys, welcome back to the OPP really fun episode for you today this one was recorded at the bulletproof conference with scott and justin from juve juve is the manufacturer of some red light photo biomodulation technology uh, specifically near and infrared light designed to uh, help us optimize and if you're watching this on video then you can see right behind me i've got my unit uh blasting me with some red and infrared light uh red and near infrared stay tuned to the end of this episode and i will tell you guys my experience with uh, the juve unit and how i'm using it uh, but for now here's justin and scott on photo and what it can do for us uh, we've got scott nelson and justin strahan you guys uh i'll let you guys introduce juve and your personal bios but here's the catch: you get 140 characters total, so your Twitter bio.
0: <laughs> Sounds good. So, uh, as one of the co-founders of Juve, my my role is really d- digging into the science and, uh, initially, basically floored by the research, dug into it, and uh, and came up with the uh, the design for Juve Light, and uh, that's it. That was way
1: longer than 140 <laughs> characters. This is Scott. Uh, I'm gonna, I'm actually gonna try to make that work. So. Okay. Medtech enthusiast, uh, husband, uh, father of four, uh, and I'd say light enthusiast. I guess at this point now. So, okay. Yeah.
2: Well done. Well <laughs> done. All right. So I guess let's start with Justin. Tell us a little bit of the backstory. How you became interested in light?
0: Definitely. So my wife Melissa, she is a health enthusiast, and not only for herself, but also for uh, me and our and our six children. And uh, she came to uh, stumble across across red light therapy in a salon and floored by the benefits and uh, wanted to find a device to use at home and came to find out there really were no products available for full body treatment at home. So uh, came to me with my engineering background and uh, kind of pushed me to dig into the science. And uh, I was initially quite skeptical. Uh, but discovered that there is a overwhelming amount of clinical uh, research. And uh, so I started to dig into it and determine, you know, what's, what's really going to make this work.
2: So I think you guys have the classic story that our audiences all resonate with. You have the personal experience, you've got uh, a science and a a technical background. You were initially a skeptic, you saw the research, and then you saw personal benefit from somebody that that you care about and, and love deeply. So What was the next step? Like, how did you guys get to where you are now?
1: yeah sure i will take that one um so Justin with his engineering background as he, as he mentioned, built our first prototypes um quick re- quickly realized that there um, there's some key things that are that are really important when it comes to uh, the science of, of photobiomodulation and so early on as we were kind of developing different devices we uh we sort of uh, you know uh, honed honed those those things that we feel are, are are pretty important um especially if you're trying to use this uh, use this at home and so initially, when we first launched, our whole goal was product market fit you know, who, you know, is this product going to resonate? Um, how can we launch this? Um, as lean as, as possible. Um, but yet still, you know, fundamentally believe that our, our first products are, are, legit, uh, backed by proven science, et cetera. And so, um, about six months or so into our launch, uh, we were fortunate to, to build a relationship with, uh, with Ben Greenfield, um, who sort of put us, put us on the map, uh, in terms of using this device for, <laughs> by, for by, testosterone By production. putting you on
2: his balls. <laughs> <laughs> exactly.
1: Exactly. But Ben's been an awesome partner, yeah. a great guy. Um, but that, that honestly, you know, from a purely a business standpoint, we kind of Pivoted at that point uh, in in time to um, to try to uh, I guess market and message uh, the the concept of photobiomodulation to the 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 biohackers of the world, people that are into natural health, versus the traditional crowd uh, that are interested in in you know using this type of device just for skin benefits alone.
2: So let's talk about the wavelengths specifically, because before we re- hit record, you guys were mentioning that there's a lot of data showing that there's specific wavelengths. For photobiomodulation, so I guess maybe take a step back. What is photobiomodulation, and what are the wavelengths that we need to be focused on? Yeah,
0: that's a great question that that we commonly receive. So uh, there are specific wavelengths uh, that have been documented to have the most profound effect on enhancing cellular function, and the wavelengths that we use uh, that are supported by the research are in the. Uh, red and near infrared spectrum, and what's called the therapeutic window. And the reason that this range of wavelengths is so important is they have the unique ability to penetrate human tissue. Uh, compared to other wavelengths of the uh, light spectrum, uh, they have uh, a special ability to do this. So wavelengths that are longer than 1,000 nanometers, for example, are very quickly absorbed by the moisture in our tissue. Uh, and so the resulting effect is the radiant heat, uh, and so they have a—they're uh, not able to penetrate to deeper tissue the same way. So the specific wavelengths that we use are in the mid 600, at uh, 660 nanometers, is as well as 850 nanometers, which is in the the near infrared spectrum.
2: So from a consumer standpoint, as people look at different units, um, and, and we can talk about this in a little bit, maybe what makes you guys different, but is that something people should be looking at? Like, whatever device they're looking at, you know, asking that question, like, what wavelength uh, is this producing?
0: Absolutely, and it's something that's easily verifiable by the clinical research. And quite honestly, most companies get this right. Uh, there's a few that use wavelengths that that ver- have very little clinical support, uh, but that's definitely something that uh, the manufacturer should be upfront with the wavelengths that they use, uh, so that you can compare it to the documented studies.
1: Yeah, and just to add one comment with respect to Wavelengths, to Justin's point, most companies uh, do get this right. but it, it, they, they are critically important. And that therapeutic window that Justin mentioned is, is kind of in that range of 600 to about 950 or 1,000 nanometers, which is a, actually a pretty narrow spectrum when you look at the, the total uh, visible spectrum of light. But within that therapeutic window, within, you know, that that, that 400 nanometers of, of a therapeutic window, um, so to speak, uh, there actually are very specific, you know, um, even more narrow spectrums there as well that, that have been clinically proven in thousands of studies, in th- thousands of peer-reviewed studies. To have the most biological impact, as an example, wavelengths between about 710 and about 750 or so um, really do nothing. They don't. They don't activate cytochrome c oxidase um, at a cellular level. So they, they really do. They really don't do anything. So um, it is. It is probably the one of the critical components of any light therapy device is to make sure that those the wavelengths that are delivered are in within a, a very
2: narrow uh, spectrum of light. All right. Let's talk about some of the science. You mentioned cytochromes. Uh, blow our listeners away with some, some nerd talk about what's really going on <laughs> We're gonna... when, when we stand naked in, in front of these red lights.
1: Yeah, gonna go going to go deep here. So th- there are some different theories as to the mechanism of action for uh, for photobiomodulation, but the probably the most respected theory um, is this concept of activating an enzyme called cytochrome C oxidase, or CCO. Sometimes you'll see the acronym CCO used in, uh, in clinical research. But uh, during the fourth phase of cellular respiration, um, that enzyme, uh, when under stress, will bind to nitric oxide, which prevents the production of ATP synthase, which is a precursor to ATP. And so what specific wavelengths within that therapeutic window do is they actually break that bond between cytochrome C oxidase and nitric oxide, um, almost releasing it to help induce normal cellular function during that fourth phase of, uh, of, of, uh, of respiration. And so I know we just went kind of kind of deep that's awesome. there so I love it. so yeah that, that's that's probably the most respected theory um there's also some other other um things going on like enhanced gene transcription um because of the the the, the ROS signaling during during a light therapy um that that's one another sort of a um you know, theory as to what's going on at a cellular level, but that activation of cytochrome C oxidase, that's, that's, uh, that's at at the core. That's sort of what, uh, what's going on with, uh, with photobiomodulation.
2: So is that the single thing that sort of leads to this kind of, I mean, it's an impressive list of benefits from light therapy. I mean, just, just reading through some of them briefly, you're talking about, uh, muscle recovery, athletic performance, skin clarity, tone, texture, uh, age spots, uh, scars, stretch marks, wound healing, joint inflammation. Those are all things that are, Manifesting from what you've just discussed.
1: No, absolutely, and that's why you know. Thankfully, we we you know covered kind of the the technical mechanism of action, but at the core, that's that's why you get such a broad variety of benefits. Is because at a cellular level, you're inducing normal function. You're you're inducing the the normal production of of ATP, which is kind of the you know the energy currency uh, of our cells. But yeah, listening to that laundry list of benefits, you know, I, I would I would imagine most people are are pretty skeptical. Like, there's no way that you know light can do this type of this type of thing but um but all of those benefits are documented in peer reviewed clinical studies so mm-hmm. you know it's it's hard to argue when you see thousands of thousands of studies that are you know are supporting this the you know these types of benefits so the evidence is there but rightfully i can imagine that some people are pretty skeptical
2: right and uh, having written copy for uh you know our products with natural stacks i hear the med tech in your background. I know you've dealt with the FDA a little bit because uh, you went right to normal healthy cell function. Like that's that's what you're allowed to say. I got exactly. It. Exactly. I know we, it. We we
1: try to do our best to to make sure that we're not we're not promoting that light like our device does this specific thing right um that we always kind of go back to the clinical evidence light therapy within these specific wavelengths have been proven to do x y and z
2: and you have a light device that is in those those wavelengths exactly perfect perfect so speaking of your device um how is your device different from some of the other things on the market
0: I'll take that one. Uh, the main way that we've really di- tried to distinguish ourselves from uh, the other players in the space, it comes down to the intensity of the light. So, wavelengths are, are, are obviously important, uh, but the intensity or irradiance of the light is arguably the most important uh, factor to having a, an effective device. Uh, and the reason why that is, is it takes a substantial amount of energy to reach deeper tissue. So. Well, there's a lot of uh, products in the market that would have benefits for skin health benefits, you know, boosting collagen production, reducing wrinkles over a period of time. Uh, I would argue that there are very few, uh, if any, competitors to what we deliver that uh, are as effective at uh, deeper tissue healing. So uh, what's going to help with muscle recovery, reducing joint pain, uh, helping with uh, other uh, deeper tissues, um, you know, even with glands and organs, uh, as has been shown in the research. So with those for those types of benefits, uh, documented studies have shown that it can take uh, 60 joules per square centimeter of energy delivered, um, and that's something that we deliver with our devices in just a 10-minute session. Uh, if if the term for the intensity is called irradiance, uh, so that's definitely something that, that you should be uh, the manufacturer of any legitimate device should be upfront with mm-hmm. uh, and that the units of that are in milliwatts per square centimeter that 's something you 'll see uh throughout the clinical research as well and our Our devices are delivering one hundred milliwatts per square centimeter at the treatment distance, which equates to about six joules per minute okay. And just to add one more thing to that, Ryan, I know, I know
2: natural
1: stacks is big on like being, you know, providing transparent information yep. about your products. That, that's one of our, our big things too. And that's why we try to, we really try to push the whole irradiance uh, number because unfortunately a lot of manufacturers, they're, they they do not disclose that. And. Whether it's intentional or not, and we kind of think it's probably not or we probably think it is intentional, but I mean it, it's the analogy is literally like buying a car and not and, and the manufacturer not telling you the, the horsepower of the engine I mean that is the, irradiance is the, the the thing that you need to know in order to determine what the jewel of inter, the joules of energy that you're receiving from the device so it's, it's, it's critically important and something that you know if you're in the if you're interested in this space and want to move forward with a, with a device, definitely ask for that that metric
2: yeah i mean that's that was going to be my follow up to that is I know a lot of our listeners are, are aware of the benefits of light therapy and maybe, you know, shopping or trying to make a decision on what light unit they want to get at home. So that was going to be my question in the in the vein of, of open source and transparency. What number do they need to look for? And, and I think you answered that. So, you know, you're looking at the milliwatts per centimeter. And f- so for you guys, the, the distance is six inches for the, like, that's the treatment distance. That's correct.
0: That's our recommended treatment for, uh, for, Deeper tissue healing, so you're able to get six joules a minute at that distance. So at a further distance, the intensity uh, goes down uh, the further away you get from the device. So you can certainly get benefits. You just Uh, have to stay longer. Yeah, it just takes a longer time period to get the same uh, amount of total energy per square centimeter.
2: Okay. Excellent. Uh, I've been hanging out at your booth uh, quite a bit this weekend, and I've heard the sauna question a lot. And I think it, you already—I th- I think if people were paying really close attention, you kind of hit the answer earlier, where you were talking about those kind of far infrared wavelengths are absorbed by the moisture in our skin. So is that why you would want far infrared for a sauna?
0: Exactly. That's correct. So with those far infrared uh, wavelengths, uh, typically longer than three thousand nanometers. Uh, those are absorbed very quickly by the moisture uh, in, our, in our tissues. So that's why you feel it as radiant heat, uh, and they're very effective for that purpose, for sauna therapy, where you want to induce uh, heat shock proteins and uh, raise the body temperature. You, are, you, know, you get the cardiovascular benefits, uh, and those you know, have their own so- set of uh, documentation for you know, the research there. It's just totally separate than uh, photobiomodulation. Um, the, the easy way I like to describe that to people in a way that they can uh, kind of visualize is if you're outside on a hot, sunny day and you feel that intense sunlight mm-hmm. uh, and then a cloud goes over, you immediately notice the it's like somebody flipped a switch and mm-hmm. the heat that what you were feeling in your body is suddenly you know cut way down. Mm-hmm. The visible light and the UV spectrum is uh, affected very little by those clouds, but you notice the far infrared, uh, those wavelengths have been... For the vast majority of that energy has been absorbed by the moisture in the cloud
2: that's a great analogy uh it reminds me of the the eclipse that we just had where we were where i was in virginia beach we were at like 80 or 90 percent. so it was like a 90 95 degree day and during that 30 minute 40 minute period the temperature went down to like 80 it was extremely comfortable but you still can't look directly at it <laughs> right, exactly uh, so. yeah.
1: okay and, and just one other thing um, that, that I think it's important relative to the to the, the concept of, of saunas versus uh, versus uh, photobiomodulation, just two distinct therapies. Yeah. The mechanism of action is just distinctly different, and I think it's important. You you really you, you don't you can't have a device that does both, right? Um, they're just they're they're two different. So if you if you have a you know if you're using like a a near infrared heat lamp for example that. Those can be halfway decent for generating heat, you know, for the purposes of a sauna, but they're going to be really poor for the purposes of photobiomodulation, just because they're really it's a really inefficient heat source, and the percentages of wavelengths that you're that are optimal, um, you're not really going to find those in, in a near infrared heat lamp. So just think of it as like just two distinct uh, therapies.
2: So that's probably why somebody like Ben Greenfield has a sauna and then put his own red lights in it
1: yeah yeah okay. correctly yeah just too right. too distinct and I think Ben will oftentimes i mean he loves he loves uh you know using a sign i think he's he's mentioned that several times uh you know as kind of his his morning routine, and he'll often take like our our device um and you know use it while he's working you know at right. a, at a standing desk you know right. he'll flip it on get some, get some light therapy, uh, treatment, you know, while he pounds out some emails or whatever, you know, whatever, whatever he's doing, you know, shining it on his, on, 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 on his balls. But, um, but yeah, they're, they're two, they're two sort of distinct separate therapies. Uh, both, uh, both have been, you know, clinically, you know, are, are been cl- documented clinically to, 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 work, uh, well, just two right. different, two different concepts.
2: Yeah. And I think you guys have done a very good job of being diplomatic and explaining that to people this weekend. So I'm glad we were able to kind of cover that on the show for our listeners. You talked about, the areas that, that Ben has shared with the world, that where he uses it, talk about treatment areas.
1: Yeah, so so, so um, that, that's another sort of probably area that we we've tried to optimize uh, w- with our devices. Um, when we were first, you know, when, when Justin was first building out some of the prototypes, what we what are you oftentimes, and what are what are what's pre- pretty prevalent in the marketplaces are are little handheld devices um, that theoretically, mm-hmm. you know, can work as long as they're delivering the right wavelengths with a with a solid irradiance. They do work. It's just they're and,
2: small. And that's my question. As soon yeah. as you started talking about those, with what we had just said about irradiance, I mean, can those things really generate enough to to be effective?
0: Well, technically yes. So, especially for skin benefits, uh, those devices they can be effective because it doesn't take a very high dosage. Okay. But any device that's going to be used directly on the skin uh, is going to have to be much lower, uh, have a much lower irradiance or intensity of light, uh, because uh, the, you're trapping the heat from the LEDs right against the body. So your skin can't breathe, the LEDs can't breathe. So it's going to have to be a much lower power, typically in the ten to twenty milliwatts per square centimeter. Uh, So, you know, a lot of times you'll see with with those devices, a 10 to 20 minute treatment per treatment area, Mm -hmm. uh, even just for skin benefits. Whereas, you know, with our device at, you know, roughly five to six times the intensity, it's, uh, you know, obviously much more effective for deeper tissue healing.
2: Yeah. So talk about the, the best practices with your device.
0: No, great question. Uh, you know, really the, the best practices, uh, really come down to how you can implement it as part of your daily routine. So, uh, as with, uh, you know, any photobiomodulation therapy it's something ideally that you do daily. Uh, we do have people that do it multiple times a day, but, uh, it's definitely something that takes that consistency is, is critical to seeing the, the long-term benefits. Uh, while you certainly can have, uh, you know uh reduction in in pain or inflammation from a single treatment uh for uh, overall cellular function you're definitely better off to have uh you know a a daily or consistent treatment it's good thing this isn't live
1: ryan muncie everyone (laughs) star of the conference
2: (laughs) yeah so all right I i will say this on the show because this just blows my mind you guys are amazing and and anytime you see me please come up and talk to me um I love being able to do that. I love being able to do what I do and share that with you guys. But, uh, on that note, that is, that is really cool. I mean, right.
1: Obviously it's a demonstration of the the content that you, uh, you guys put out. So that's, that's pretty sweet. Yeah. 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 Love it. Love seeing it. But,
2: but yesterday Rick Rubin was here and he's walking through and, and nobody is, is stopping him. Uh, You know, of course I have to get a picture with him and put it on Instagram (laughs) or something, but, um, It it took us a long time to get to him and stop him because, you know, I kept getting stopped and people were talking to me and I just looked over at him and I'm like, how weird is this? Like nobody even knows that's Rick Rubin. Nobody's talking to him. Like there's something wrong here, but it's it's cool. but uh, So, yeah, guys, come to the Bulletproof Conference next year, and you'll see Rick Rubin because he's here every year. Um, and you'll see Ryan Muncy. Yeah, but but really Rick Rubin. <laughs> um, all right, so this is something I, I mentioned this to you guys when I first saw you. Um, so I've been playing with the unit at home, mm-hmm. and we'll talk about how I've been doing it. I'm curious to hear how you guys work it into your daily practice. Um, but I noticed right away when I t- plugged it in and turned it on that about half the lights weren't on. And I was thinking about it as I was standing in front of it, and I told you that I kind of had that like light bulb moment where it's like, oh, the ones that I can't see are the ones that are not in the visible spectrum. <laughs> so they're actually on; you just can't see them. But that you guys have different configurations for your products as well.
1: Correct. We've got three different sizes, and each size um, is uh, uh, you can you can utilize, Each size comes with three different wavelength c- configurations as well. So all red, uh, all red light at 660 nanometers. All near infrared or all IRA wavelengths at 850 nanometers. Um, or a 50/50 uh, configuration of both, and that latter configuration tends to be um, not tends to be. It is by far and away our most popular configuration because if someone's a believer has come to the conclusion that light therapy is beneficial, and they make the investment in a device, they want a lot of utility out of it. And be, with that combination configuration of both red and near infrared, um, you get a lot of utility. Um, um, whether you're looking for you know enhanced skin benefits, which I think you know most people kind of. Kind of like that, you know, um, as well as you know, deeper t- deeper tissue uh, treatments as well, muscle recovery, joint pain relief, etc. So um, that that dual configuration is definitely uh, is definitely our most popular. All
2: right. cool. Welcome. How are you guys using it on a daily basis? Well, I'll start
1: first since I have the mic. I'll pass it to Justin. But I, like Justin mentioned before, like fundamentally, uh, 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 trying to fit it into your daily routine is 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 optimal. Uh, and so I personally use it um, in the morning just because that that tends to fit well into my daily routine. Now, if I'm trying to treat something specifically, um, if I've got you know some torn up hands, hamstrings from too many deadlifts the day before, or you know, or I, I tweaked my knee or something, I may try to fit in a secondary treatment um, towards the end of the day. Um, but typically I, I use it in, uh, in the morning
2: so you are or, or you can target specific areas more so than just like a daily full body treatment
1: correct yeah and and we, we generally speaking for for prophylactic reasons or proactive health we we uh, recommend at a distance of you know st- standing or sitting at about six inches uh, away from our device. Um, and going for about eight to ten minutes, hmm. um, as justin mentioned before, our devices at that distance will deliver about six joules of energy, so a ten minute treatment is going to you know you 're going to receive about sixty joules of energy which is which is definitely clinically significant right. um, so generally speaking that 's what we recommend now if you 've got something specific that you 're trying to treat um, you know fitting in another session is probably ideal versus going really long in one session, um, that's probably, uh, you know, clinically a little bit, uh, a little bit superior than just a really, a, a really prolonged session. Perfect. Um, so that's why I probably recommend splitting the, spl- splitting those up if you're going to do multiple sessions, uh, Perfect. uh, per day.
2: Perfect.
0: Yeah, I would, I would say I tend to do treatments more in the evening. I find, find that it just relaxes me, helps me uh, sleep better, uh, kind of recover from the, the stress of the day. Uh, that being said, uh, particularly if it's a, a cloudy or rainy day, I, I definitely enjoy uh, a morning session. So it kind of depends on what's going on that day, but uh, I would tend to do more uh, evening treatments. Uh, so as as uh, as you can imagine, it really just kind of depends on your own personal preference and what fits in your schedule and what, what you personally enjoy.
2: Uh, and that's cool too, because it's like you bring an element of biohacking to it, because if you understand light and when you need light, want light and how it works, you can you know, use this at different times for different things on different days.
1: Yeah, exactly. And I, I know, you know, there's going to be some people in your, in your audience that really want to kind of hack or, and, and play with this. But um, uh, just just to add to that, um, morning or evening is, is probably ideal just because right. that mimics the natural sunrise right. and, and sunset with, with you know, with, uh, with the natural sunlight. So um, not to say that, you know, if using it midday, if that's the best time for you uh, uh, to use to use light therapy on a daily basis. Fit it in midday, but if you're really trying to optimize uh, optimize performance, mm-hmm. uh, morning and or evening is is probably ideal.
2: Perfect. What's the uh, most like inspiring story that you guys have heard from from people using the technology?
0: That's a great question. It's kind of tough to answer because we we get uh, re- new reviews every week. That and you probably can't blown, even use half of them because <laughs> I know how it is. Like we, we have
2: people come up and right. tell us like you know things, and and we can't put it on the site because of you know, yeah. disease claims or states sure. or, or things like that. right?
0: I'll, I will tell you a really cool one that we got here last week, though. Uh, there's a gal that bought a light for her 82-year-old mother, and she gave us just a glowing review, and it was, it was really cool to see because uh, you could just sense the enthusiasm uh, in, in, in the uh, review that she left, and uh, she said her mother uh, will not miss a day uh, of treatment with her juve light, and she just loves the energy that she has, and uh, she told her daughter of, of all the kind of biohacks or, or health things that she has available. She said she could uh, she could live with all of, uh, without all of them if it meant she could keep her juve light. So uh, <laughs> That's uh, great. that was a pretty cool one.
2: That's great.
1: And and just one other thing. I mean, that the, we we do post some some reviews on our site. So if someone doesn't want to necessarily go really technical, but is just interested in kind of you know hearing from customers in their own words what they have to say about after experiencing light they, uh the reviews on our site are pretty cool. But I think, I think what's, um, just to, to answer your question, Ryan, I think what's, um, what's interesting is um, here at the conference, since we're here, uh, mm-hmm. I, and I'll give uh, Eric Shad a, a call out here. He's kind of a, he's a total biohacker enthusiast, but like a really down to earth, rational guy, mm-hmm. but a science nerd. Like he mm-hmm. loves this stuff. He digs into the science. And I remember having multiple conversations with him kind of over the course, you know, probably six months ago, multiple conversations over the course of a couple months. I saw him here for the first time, you know, after corresponding with, with him so much, and like loves it yeah. and, and he like he dug in like he was you know he asked all the right questions and really dug in it's just it's just really cool to see that like you know not that not that he was skeptical but like really knee-deep in the research and like after consistently using the device like has seen really really good results so um it's just refreshing to you know to kind of to kind of see that and get, get to meet you know uh, uh someone uh you know a customer that that uh did their diligence and is right. satisfied
2: with the, with the results well speaking of you know your interactions with people at the conference I mean what are some misconceptions that you see people bringing or or having about you know light and and photobiomodulation
1: Sure and I I think we covered uh two I mean your your two questions before about um the differences between uh saunas mm-hmm. and uh and, and photobiomodulation I think again just to hit that point home um just two really distinct therapies. Um, right. Both are both are valuable, um, uh, you know, uh, on their on their own merits. But you really you can't have a device that does both well, um, right? So I think that's just really important and something that we'll you know as a company we're gonna ch- you know trying to continue to educate people on is that they're just two distinct, distinctly uh, different therapies. So I think that's that's you know we discussed it already probably in in detail. But just just remembering that they're they're two t- totally different mechanisms of uh, of action. Mm-hmm. It's you know equivalent to you know consuming. You know, glutamine and creatine—just they're different. You know, they're different uh, uh, altogether. Right. You know what right. I mean? So uh, I think that's just really important to, to mention.
0: Yeah, just to tag on to that, uh, you know, some of the questions that we get uh, are kind of re- a result of the marketing hype that they're being fed from uh, from different companies in the market. So I would just, you know, definitely keep coming back to the the wavelengths and the radiance or intensity of the light. Really, everything else uh, other than that is uh, is kind of just marketing hype that uh, you know you can kind of just cut through all that and ask them what are the wavelengths and what's the intensity.
2: All right, and just to reiterate, uh, the wavelengths, 660, 850, or 50-50 split of both, that's what you guys are using. Um, and then the irradiance is over 100 uh, milliwatts per centimeter, and then total joules would be 60. Is that kind of the goal that you're going for?
0: Exactly, and that's okay. for, for the optimal health you know, deep tissue treatment.
2: Okay, perfect. Um, Where can our listeners get more of you guys?
0: Definitely. If you go to our website, uh, juve.com, that's J-O-O-V-V.com, we have a learn tab that uh, you can dive into the science as deep as you'd like. Uh, we got some very uh, interesting articles that delve into the science of photobiomodulation, you know, comparing them to saunas, comparing them to infrared heat lamps, uh, comparing them to sunlight. Uh, so those, those are some things that I think uh, your listeners would uh, find beneficial. And as Scott mentioned, the uh, the reviews, uh, that's probably the, the funnest part of, of what, we're, what we're doing today is, is the, the results that our customers are getting um, in their own words. So definitely check out those two things. Uh, one other thing I'll uh, quick mention that uh, we do have a 60-day money-back guarantee uh, as well as a two-year warranty. So we'd really try to offer uh, you know, service and a peace of mind that, that I think, mm-hmm. uh, is difficult to find in, in the marketplace. So, uh, something else to add there to as well as we just la- launched some financing options. So definitely check that out as well.
2: Okay. Um, and for you guys listening, we'll, we'll put a, a link to that on the blog post with the show notes for that. It'll be naturalstacks.com slash juve J O O V V. Um, before we let you guys go, a couple more questions. Um, where do you see the future of this going? that you can talk about now <laughs>
1: well um it, it's interesting so uh justin's an engineer my i i we, we kind of chatted before the conversation i spent my entire career in the in the uh, medical device space with companies like medtronic and boston scientific and um i me personally after like when when we first started you know building the, the first prototypes um i was like fascinated by how much clinical data there is with respect to photobiomodulation and i i most of my time has been spent in the cardiovascular space and so i'd like to think i'm halfway decent at recognizing a therapeutic arena but it is like a substantial amount of evidence, and so that was one of the first questions uh, to kind of come full, full circle on this that we asked Dr. Michael Hamlin, mm-hmm. who's a, uh, a PhD at Harvard, runs his own photomedicine lab. Um, we asked him the same question: like, why, um, why does it seem like there's still a lack of awareness despite the overabundance of clinical data? And, and you know. His roundabout answer was, yeah, I think we're getting there. And he he thought that within the next, you know, five to ten years, there'll be a significant percentage of the population that has a light therapy therapy device in their own home, just because the, the evidence is too hard to ignore. And so... Um, I, I do think, you know, at, over time with, uh, you know, with, you know, if we do a good job of continuing to educate the, the, the marketplace, I think, you know, just the, the concept of how our bodies metabolize light, mm-hmm. that'll become a lot more, uh, a lot more prevalent.
2: You guys do a great job of educating And And for you guys listening, like check out the blogs and, and the, the information that is available on the Juve website. So that was something I did as soon as we got into contact was to, to go there and look and it was, I told you it was very well done. So, um, All right. Final question. Top three tips to live optimal. And, uh, let's go We'll alternate back and forth. One, (laughs) one, two, two.
1: Um, so I, I would probably say, um, and this is, you know, this is probably a little bit more biased to what I'm, I'm interested in right now, but I would say tip number one would be, um, as, 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 as you, as much as you can try to get a healthy dose of natural sunlight in the morning, uh, primarily to, you know, to reset your circadian rhythm.
0: I'll go with the amazing benefits from the Earth's gravitational field. So it's, uh, most people are aware of grounding, but if you haven't heard of the, the concept of the Earth's magnetic field and its impact on your cellular function, definitely luck into that. It's uh, pretty incredible.
1: Uh, so second, so tip number two, um, I think fa- I think fasting, you know, there's, there's obviously been a fair amount of, of education recently around fasting. Dr. Ronda Patrick has done a great job. Art Devaney, I know, uh, mentions, uh, uh, speaks to this quite a bit, but um, I've... For a while now, practiced uh, or tried to practice, as, you know, as as I can intermittent fasting. Sometimes it's kind of difficult with uh with with kids, but um but try to squeeze in, you know, that feeding window within mm-hmm. six hours. But I personally, I want to toy around more with like prolonged fast, either yeah. on a monthly or quarterly basis. Uh, I've heard you know Tim Ferriss mention that you know um, yeah. several times, and and other kind of uh, other folks that I that I respect. Um, you know, practice prolonged fasting, you know? Um, and so that's, that's something that I I personally kind of want to play around with more
2: often. We'll follow up on that one with you. So you mentioned the eating window and I get so many questions. I think people get, I guess, tripped up, um, with the eating window a lot where people are, are, you know, what do I do if I'm hungry, you know, after this, or, you know, how do you, how do you view it? And, And then, you know, I'll tell you, tell you how I, do as well
1: in in dealing with the like sort of the the hunger pains or
2: yeah or just like how do you view the eating window and and you mentioned like trying to keep it to six hours but right
1: yeah so i mean so so like on a on a pragmatic basis um what that looks like for me personally is is typically i'll have my first meal of the day um usually around one o'clock or so um and then uh try to eat um, by six or finish up like a, a dinner by, so it's usually just two meals Right at dinner at like six or seven. Um, sometimes there's some, you know, I'll, I'll snack a little bit, try to as healthy as possible in, in between the two. Um, but it's not like, I don't have like a, a bulletproof coffee in the morning. I don't really consider that fasting. I'll have coffee for sure, but, but it's not, black. yeah, it's black. Yeah. yeah. There's nothing added to it. So and
2: that's, that's, that's exactly what I do too. Yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah. So I, yeah, I, I think, I mean, if you're consuming, you know, uh, butter or something like that, I mean, that's, that's a macronutrient. I mean, right. I, don't, I think that probably interrupts the fasting window. So yeah, right. that's kind of no, my, I, my take on that. Yeah,
2: I agree. And, and I look at my windows, I don't really worry about how long it is on any given day. It's just, you know, some days it may be, like, we may be here at a conference, and I might get a snack because I'm starving. Mm-hmm. And then I may not eat again until we leave. So maybe on a day like today, my window is eight hours, maybe at home you know, it's two hours one day and then the next day it's four or six, but it's flexible. Sure. But my goal on any given day is to keep it as small as possible, Sure. which gives you the, you know, if you look at like, if you zoom out and you look at the month and you see all of these big spaces of fasting. Yeah. And I think that's where people get so tripped up is that it has to be, it has to start at the exact mm-hmm. same time every day. It has yeah. to end at the exact same time. And then it just becomes this thing that, because one of the draws for fasting for me was the flexibility. Mm-hmm. It allows you to just live life. Right. And you're not worried about eating. And mm-hmm. then when you get so rigid about it having to start or stop at the exact same time, it defeats that purpose.
1: Sure, yeah. No, I think that's that's fantastic evidence, yeah. And yeah. It's, sometimes I think we make it more difficult than it really is. Yeah. But we should enjoy kind of the flexibility that something like that, you know, uh, lends itself to.
2: So, right. Yeah. All right, Justin. Tip number two.
0: Tip number two. Uh, well, we've talked a lot about light. So... At the cellular level, there's so many things that are stressing your cells uh, in terms of uh, EMFs, uh, blue light, uh, toxin stress. So all these things, all these stressors, and you know, getting natural light uh, and enhancing that with uh, you know, supplementing that with a photobiomodulation device is a great way to recharge your cells. Okay.
1: So tip number three it's not necessarily we, we've been talking about sort of like physiological things, but this is a little bit more kind of emotional or psychological. So just really trying to practice gratitude more consistently. You know, that's something that I've. It seems like I personally go in and out of of that, and I just feel like there's there's a there's um there's just a lot of value in me personally. Just you know practicing, you know even simple gratitude on a daily basis, um, and allowing that to sort of reset your your mind. Cause I tend to be me personally a little bit hard charging, pretty intense, you know, and go right. fast, uh, right. break things so to, so to speak. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, just practicing gratitude, I think is, um, is just, uh, is, is, something that it, I don't know if you, if you want to call it a hack per se, but, uh, but,
0: uh, you know, a, a tip that, uh, that I, am I'm, I'm, I'm doing more of these days. Okay. All right. Tip number three, uh, that would be look for ways to reduce, uh, stress on your body. So uh, most, most of us have heard about the dangers of EMFs, for example, uh, take a stock, look around, look around you. What are some things that you can do to, you know, avoid the, uh, clearly, uh, clear hazards that have, that have been identified, whether it's, you know, a cell phone carrying that in your body. Clearly that's not a, a good idea. Uh, you know, put that in airplane mode when, when you have to have it on you or set it, you know, a little bit of ways from you. So you're not exposing yourself, uh, to those dangers, uh, you know, Wi-Fi clearly that's something you can turn off at night. So simple tips tips like that, you can really reduce some of the the hazards and stressors that that you're uh, putting uh, on your your body and, and cells on a daily basis.
2: All right, I like it. I'm laughing because I I uh, unplugged the Wi-Fi at my Airbnb the other night, and I didn't realize that it was connected to like the one next door. <laughs> <laughs> so I, we, I biohacked their health. for them. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Did you
1: leave a thank you note for them? All right, you're welcome. You're welcome. And I'm
2: sorry. Slash, you're welcome. <laughs> yeah. uh, I just like I, I turned it back on the next morning because I was gone. <laughs> so, they probably don't. They they never. They knew. probably even yeah. never even yeah.
0: knew. Yeah. <laughs> best date and sleep of their life
2: right right um all right guys thank you so much for being on the show uh for, for our listeners go to naturalstacks.com slash juve and you'll be able to see the blog post we'll put links to some of the studies uh to the juve website uh all the things that you want to follow up with will be there uh go to itunes leave us a review I don't have one to read for you today because we are recording these at the Bulletproof Conference. But when we read your review on the air, we will get you a little care package as a thank you. And finally, share the OPP with the people that you know who will benefit from and enjoy the things that we're talking about. That's how we you know, grow this thing and help more people. So thank you guys for listening. Justin, Scott, thank you guys for being here. Thanks, Ryan. Thank you. All right, guys. I promised you at the end of this thing, I would let you know uh, what my experience has been like with the Juve unit and how I'm using it. So first of all, how am I using it? Uh, as you heard in this episode, it's about a ten to twelve minute uh, use or or exposure time to get the benefit that we're looking for from the specific juve unit, based on um, you know the the intensity and the energy put out by this specific unit. Um, because it is red light, I am trying to match my usage to the natural time of day where we would see red light, meaning uh, an hour within uh, sunrise and an hour uh, before sunset. So I'm trying not to use it outside of those windows. I don't use it midday. I don't use it before sunrise. I don't use it after dark. Um, I don't know if there's any research that says I shouldn't use it you know, outside of sunrise and sunset. Uh, But like I said, I'm just trying to match my increased red light exposure to the natural times of day where we would see it. Um, We're recording this in late October. So, you know, the the seasons are changing. Daylight is changing. Uh, We're about to hit daylight saving times actually this coming weekend. So, you know, it's, it's really important to me um, that we try to match and, and optimize our circadian rhythm. So I'm really paying close attention to, you know, my exposure to light and how it impacts uh, my health, my, my sleep cycles and, and my biological clock. Uh, the other thing that I do for photo is use the human charger. Uh, it is great for jet lag, but I love it During the winter months, um, when we move into daylight savings time, so from November to, what is it, March, when we uh, spring forward again with our clocks, I use the human charger at about 10 to 15 minutes before sunset. Uh, The reason I do this is that when the sun goes down early, let's say it goes down at 5 p.m., then I would start to feel sleepy around, say, 8 p.m., and if i don't go to bed right then then i'm secreting extra cortisol to kind of get a second wind and stay awake until i may go to bed at you know 9 30 10 11 o'clock something like that um, so what i will do is use the human charger right before sunset to sort of give myself a non-caffeine energy boost and uh, if you will trick my body into thinking that it's not quite time to wind down then what I've noticed is that I will start to wind down a little bit later than if I don't use it. So somewhere in that 9, 9:30, 10 o'clock range, and then I can fall asleep or go to sleep without having to have um you know had that cortisol boost, which we don't want. If if you know about the cortisol cycle, we want it to be at its lowest uh, right before we go to bed. So we don't want that that little secondary peak. Uh, between 8pm and 10pm. And that's something that I've noticed, I started doing this last year and it made a big difference for me. Uh, I don't have science behind that, it's just personal experience. So if you guys want to try it, play with that kind of stuff, I'd love to hear how it works for you and what you think about that. Um, So again, I am using the Juve unit in the morning, uh, within 30 minutes of waking up. It's part of my morning routine. There are some days where I just, honestly, I don't feel like doing it first thing in the morning, so I will do it at night. Um, You know, I'm not married to my morning routine. This is something I've talked about before. My morning routine should be something that sets me up for success for any given day. It's not something that I have to follow like a checklist as if skipping something on that thing is going to make me less of a person on that day. Uh, and I caution everyone against, you know, kind of falling in love or being married to uh, that morning routine as if it is something that holds power outside of you. Um, so, you know, like I said, if I don't feel like doing it, I don't, um, most of the time I do do it first thing in the morning. If I don't, I get it done at night, sometime around sunset. Uh, my experience, it definitely warms me up, um, you know, you, I can feel it right now. I'm, I'm actually sweating a little bit and I'm not even as close to it as I normally am. Uh, I'm about a foot and a half, maybe two feet away from it right now. And I can feel the, the warmth and the heat from it, which is interesting because, you know, as you just listened on the show, it's not really designed to be a heat source like a sauna, uh, but it does provide, it, it's, it's energy. These are energy waves and, you know, they will warm you up. Um, so experience it's honestly, I do feel somewhat energized. I feel sort of like a clean boost, but it's not something like drinking coffee and you feel that kind of energy. Um, you know, it is one of those things, as you heard, that, you know, the more you use it, the more the effects compound. Um, you know, I have not been using it long enough to be able to say it's cleared up my skin or it's boosted my testosterone or, or anything like that. But I will say that when I use it, I feel warmer um, and I feel sort of energized, uh, I guess, maybe placebo effect, but I feel energized at the cellular level. It feels like a real boost. I feel, especially in the morning, uh, if I do do it first thing in the morning, I feel that boost. I feel, you know, awake and alive. Um, so love to hear what you guys think. If you've used any kind of red light photobiomodulation, biomodulation, uh, post on social media, you know, repost this podcast, tag us, let me know what you think. And as always, guys, thank you so much for listening to the OPP. Leave us a review, go to naturalstacks.com. You'll be able to find the blog post for this and share the OPP with the people in your life who you know will benefit from and enjoy the things that we're talking about here. And don't forget, if you want to get your own Juve unit, code is OPP. And uh, I believe you will save $25 on a unit. So OPP is the code if you want to get your own Juve unit. Talk to you guys next week.